by the way, for everybody who's listening in the B2B audience, like no matter what business you're in, B2C, you got a side hustle selling t-shirts, speed matters in sports and speed matters in business. In the time that you pontificate, debate, ideate, in your own head, yeah. you can go do, three out of 10 times it's a slam dunk win, so great. Yeah. You know, three out of 10 times it's just okay, you decide, and four out of times it doesn't work, but when you do that, and to your point you clean it up, you're still tried and cleaned up by the time most people are thinking. Right. That's why I'm getting so much done. Welcome to The David Paul Show, hosted by David Paul, founder of Dial Smith and Lillian Labs, and the creator of Behavioral Storytelling. If you're looking for compelling conversations with some curious characters, you've come to the right place. Hey everybody, this is David Paul. We are in New York City at the Hudson Yards offices of VaynerMedia with none other than Gary V himself, Gary Vaynerchuk. Hey Gary. I'm so happy to be on. For the small handful of people out there who don't know your background, can you give us just the quick overview of your business background? Entrepreneur, lemonade, baseball card kid, uh, dad came to America with nothing, had a, a grew his way up to owning a small liquor store, a nice size liquor store in New Jersey. Uh, I kind of came in, innovated, became a wine connoisseur <laughs> before yeah. I was drinking, 15, 16, 17 year olds, super knowledgeable about wine. Uh, led to one of the first e-commerce wine businesses in 1996, winelibrary.com. Yeah. Built that from a three to a $60 million business. Went on to invest in Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. Made a name for myself as a Silicon Valley kind of you know, angel investor, started a company called VaynerMedia, uh, now a 900 person advertising agency, Mad Men 2019. Yeah, uh, became a personality because of my wine videos and business videos. Yeah. Um, have the ambition to be like, kind of like one of the central entrepreneurs of this golden era of entrepreneurship. If you ask me like, you know, how I think about stuff, why do I do content, why do I have all this content? Um, and that's, that's who I am. That's cool. So um, our audience focuses really heavily on B2B. Okay. And when we first met in, uh, in Vegas at IFA a couple weeks ago, we chatted a little bit about B2B. Um, you talked a lot about LinkedIn and your push on LinkedIn this year, which I see 100%. It's like amazing how you guys just turned that it on. Switch. Um, and clearly, I mean, you've got the crew to do it, um, but it's just been, it's been fascinating to watch I appreciate the way that. you made that decision yes. and then you just went all in on it. I appreciate that. It's so, a, by the way, for everybody who's listening in the B2B audience, like no matter what business you're in, B2C, you got a side hustle selling t-shirts. Speed matters in sports and speed matters in business. Like, you know, to me, that was a real big compliment. Like, I I, I take a lot of pride in, and, and you know, Dustin, Jason, and my team, less than a year, about a year each, like, you guys know, like, you see it. Like, I'll send a text and it becomes our religion and we go. And speed is very underrated. Yeah. Well, I've learned that from you from watching. I mean, I've been watching Daily V forever. Thank you. Um, and when I was actually telling these guys before we started, it's a real gift what you offer to entrepreneurs like me because you put all this out for free. There's, no, show... way, there's no way for me to be the entrepreneur that I just said I want to be yeah. by making a lot of money. Yeah. There's a lot of people that make a lot of money. I want to be an all-time great entrepreneur because no entrepreneur before me or after me gave more to the entrepreneurs of the game. Yeah. That's why I do it. Yeah. Well, and that's helped tremendously. I mean, I know I can't be the only one, so it's helped. And has it helped because you've seen like little subtleties and you're like, okay? Well, it's helped me learn how to run a business by focusing on people. I've always been passionate about my people, but the way you do it and put it first and the way you've talked about 
the legacy and your chief heart, your chief heart officer being the second, yep. I, second uh, below you yep. in the organization. But then also seeing speed. I tend to be pretty conservative, yep. so I'll perseverate over decisions yep. Yep. and I'll weigh all the pros and cons, and I'm afraid to make the wrong decision. And what's helped me through watching you is to learn that almost everything's fixable. So you can try it, taste it, as you like to say, right? If it works, you keep going, and if it doesn't, then you pivot. Am Makes I learning? Me. I'm doing You're learning, right? brother. The the time you spend debating, yeah, you could have done and fixed. Yeah, that's what I keep trying. Like, yeah. you don't know how happy listening to you right now is. In the time that you pontificate, debate, ideate in your own head, yeah. you can go do. Three out of ten times, it's a slam dunk win. So great. Yeah, you know, three out of 10 times it's just okay you decide and four of the times it doesn't work but when you do that and to your point you clean it up you're still tried and cleaned up by the time most people are thinking right that's why I'm getting so much done yeah well and that's the change that I've made and my team has seen it too because what I'm doing more with my marketing team now is we're just throwing ideas out and we're just trying 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 and in a way, they're trying to keep up because I just want to try so many things. Good. Um, but that's a shift for me. So, Good. But I think, I think it's been awesome. Awesome. Um, so uh, all of my work and our audience focuses a lot on content, messaging, uh, optimization of that, how to drive engagement through messaging and content. Yesterday, you guys re-promoted your content pyramid. Yes. Um, thesis on LinkedIn. Yes. Can you briefly take everybody through yes. the, the notion of what the content I believe that if you have about. a podcast like you do right now yeah. uh, or you do a Daily V like I do, that if you create a macro piece of content, 12 hours of filming, a singular keynote, a one hour podcast, that if you start with that hero piece of content, you can then make seven, 23, 84, like in that example mm-hmm. in the deck, pieces of content that then go live contextual. And let me say this very carefully. The video that I play on Facebook versus the video I play on LinkedIn is gonna maybe have different copy, may start at a different point. I've been screaming at my team, screaming, I don't scream as they'll tell you. I've been passionately communicating through text that (laughs) thumbnails and titles matter way more than this fucking team realizes. So let's get our shit together, let's win. Because it's what stops the scroll. Of course, of course, context. Context. You have to understand the psychology you on LinkedIn is different than you on Instagram. When I just said that to everybody, you on LinkedIn is different than you on Instagram. Of course it is. When you're on LinkedIn going through content, you're thinking about your career ambitions. When you're on LinkedIn, you might be looking for pretty girls. You might be looking for vacation pictures. You might be looking for cool photos of food. As a business, I want your business. When I wanna sell, I wanna sell Empathy Wines right now. Everybody knows, right? I've started this brand. When I'm doing content on LinkedIn, I'm saying, hey guys, do you need to buy gifts for clients? Because that's LinkedIn context. When I'm on Instagram, I'm like, hey, do you go to the pool and a a swan in the pool and you need some rose and like you're gonna be in Ibiza or Coachella? So like, it's different. But Johnny and Susan both go to LinkedIn and to Instagram, right. it's my job to make the creative. Yeah. So punchline being, if I film everything, if I have a podcast, if I film my keynote, if I film my meetings, do I then get 11 pieces of content? Four for Instagram, seven for Twitter, a LinkedIn post, a YouTube video. Do I strip the audio and make it my daily podcast? I have a top 75 podcast in the world mm-hmm. and I don't sit down and do a podcast. Let me just say that one more time for the kids in the back. Mm-hmm. I have a top 75 podcast in the world. 
on iTunes, which is the, the world, I guess, world, this yeah. way. I'm the only one in the top 100 that actually doesn't sit down and do a podcast. It is the script audio from my day to day. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. and it's a ve- you know we're kind of now I'm getting a little serious. I made it quiet. Like yeah. I'm delivering that because it that's what my content pyramid's about, which is I'm busy. I'm the CEO of a 900 person company, mm-hmm. multiple companies under the VaynerX world. I'm busy every minute. You can see what's going on here. Yeah. Like I've got 17 things on the back of this. It's already you know 6:49 p.m. My day's just starting. Yeah. And yet, I'm producing more content than almost any human on earth. Yeah, like that's just—that's a commitment to realizing how important it is. Right. So, what I want to ask, because people's heads are are yep. probably spinning now, yes. is for those like me yes. who don't have a 30, 40 person team. They do what I did from 2006 which, which to is 2015. What give do it, context. That's to that. it. Do, you know, everybody's listening. The excuse in the market now is, well, Gary has a huge team but I didn't for the first nine years of my career. Yeah. I did it. So how do you create from the pillar piece of content to all of the contextual macro yes. pieces where you need to create the right micro you allocate pieces four, for LinkedIn? You allocate four hours. Of your own, just of allocate own. hours of your own time, learn the tools From 2007 to 2011, I got home at eight o'clock at night, hung out with my wife for an hour, and from 9 p.m. to two in the morning, I replied to people on Twitter every night because I was hungry and ambitious and I wanted to be professionally successful and it was fun. And I know that nobody wins if you don't put in the work. So So, team or no team, no excuse. Of course not, not with a phone. I wish I had this iPhone. Are you nuts? I started on Twitter on desktop. Yeah. Let me just say it one more time, because <laughs> I guess that's why I'm doing this interview. <laughs> you know, I did Twitter on desktop, give me a phone? Yeah. Are yeah. you nuts? Give me a phone that's this powerful? Filters? Get out of here. All right, so let me ask you this then. Of all the types of content you create, yes. I want to get to engagement because Please. I want to have people focus on the types of content they create. They can create where they're going to get the most traction. The kind of content that's Every going to create. Every person's going to be different. Let me jump right in real fast because right. I want to bring you value. Yeah. The place you're most comfortable. If you're uncomfortable in front of a video camera, yeah. you're not going to make good video content. If, you, if you're great at random ideas while you're driving and you can go to the memos app on your phone and just spit it, pontificate with an incredibly articulate lecture for 7.3 minutes and mm-hmm. it's profound and insightful in your craft as a SaaS salesman or yeah. a real estate networker or you know whatever you may yeah. be, well then podcast is gonna work for you. If you're a remarkable writer mm-hmm. where you get a nice glass of wine in your in your home office yeah. at 8.30 p.m. after a day of work and you write seven gorgeous paragraphs yeah. of IT consulting behaviors, you'll win on written on LinkedIn. Yeah. If you're a super creative videographer and you just see something that I can't see when you're walking down the street, you're gonna win on Instagram. Right. Got it? Yeah, so really... Reverse engineering your talent. To focus on what you're good at, not worrying about video. There is no right way. Of course it doesn't. There's no right way. There's only what you're best at. There's no best way to do content. There's the thing that you're best at to do content. All right. That's super helpful. Clip that. That's super helpful. So, talking about all the different platforms that you talked about before, it was just within the last couple of weeks you came up with your 79. 21. 21. Take people through that real quick. 
you know, I was in this really interesting meeting with Bobby Hundreds, a credible designer, streetwear, like cultural dude, and like he was asking me questions, and I got, I was luckily sitting next to a whiteboard. I should do more whiteboard content after I saw that. Uh, I didn't think I'd ever seen you pick up me, a marker. Me, yeah, people were freaking out. I mean, like, <laughs> but it was really good. Like, it was obvious to me. I'm like, this is good because I was able to uh, articulate my thoughts. I apologize. I'm going on my phone. Just got to sure. respond to a family member. Yep. Um, in, uh, and so the model's very simple. Um, are you willing to focus 79% of your energy on your core platform, whether it's LinkedIn, YouTube, podcast, and Instagram, and then can you then take your 21% of energy then tasting everything else? Because everybody's got their eggs in one basket. Right, right. So in, in my case, and others like me, when we talked in Vegas about B2B, and you, you said LinkedIn, if all things being equal, go That's LinkedIn. your 79. So that's the 79. I think you should go 79 on LinkedIn. Yeah. I believe that. So then as far, there obviously there are tons of other platforms out there. Yes. Do you feel like for pure B2B, there are ones that... LinkedIn, Facebook, podcast, YouTube, Twitter. I think Instagram is really down the line. Even though it's the most popular one in culture, it's probably the one that is most unlikely to help you in a B2B environment. To help convert on B2B. If you're selling SaaS, right, right. you're not selling SaaS on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, you can if you're like great at fishing and people follow you on fishing and once every 15 posts, you're like, by the way, I know you're all here for how good I am at fishing, but I'm a salesman of yeah. this, you know, Oracle product. So, right. you know. But if we're going for scale, the the list you gave yes. is the place to put most energy. All right, I wanted to ask Please. you um, about one other thing you said. I think it was in a um, it was in a four Ds that you guys ran the other day. Tell everybody real quick what four Ds is. It's called Daily Digital Deep Dive. It's a one day consulting product that. Used to be ten, but now it's twelve that twelve point five, twelve thousand five hundred dollars. You come to Vayner. It, I took it from Nat. I took it from Disney and Zappos. We have so much secret sauce here. Yeah. We realized that we could sell it if you came for the day, and that twelve thousand dollar investment would have remarkable ROI for your business. And it's been a remarkable business for us. Yeah. And there's stories of people coming here that are doing eight hundred thousand, then you know nine months later doing four million. So it's imagine. been a great, great, that great, must great be an thing. Awesome day. Yeah. So you said in a recent one, I, I, this quote took me. You said um, when, I want to get it right. You said when building, you said when building something in perpetuity, all you have to do is make payroll. That's right. All right. Now you probably don't necessarily remember saying that I exactly, but I'm I sure. I remember it I'm sure very you, well. All right. I'm, I'm fat, glad you I'm, I'm glad really you really interested it up. in that. I'd love for you to expand on that. When you're trying to build something forever and you want a business that lasts forever, the only requirement you actually have is for the business to stay alive. You don't need to pull out a million dollar salary to buy a second home and take fancy ski trips because what you love and what your ambitions are and what your legacy are is building a business forever. Now it's fine to take money off the table, but it's bare minimum you gotta keep the business alive and you have to live as humbly as possible if you wanna build something meaningful. Yeah. And what about too many people think they build a business so that they can take the money out for themselves to live a better life. The business is the oxygen, yeah. not you. Yeah. And then what about people who are worried about um, safety net? They're worried about um, extra cash or you know not. I think that's right. I think that's right. Lines. I think that's right. I like that. Like yeah. you know, if you have a million dollar business that's kicking two hundred thousand dollars in profit, you know, I'm, I, I love the idea that putting fifty thousand dollars in a bank and forgetting about it. 
Now you have 150 yeah. in your own home. And then I would say in that 150, instead of taking 150, if you're paying yourself 80,000 as a base salary, yeah. I would consider hiring more people and investing back in your business. Maybe take 10,000 because it was a good year to take a nice trip. It's, all, it's not all or nothing. Yeah. But the amount of people that take all the money out of the business. Right. Like I know people that have businesses that are doing three million and their salary's a million. They have the business to live a lifestyle. Right, right. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't think that you can build something meaningful. Yeah. It's not putting, th- you know, either you're putting it into your children or you're not. Like, like, you, either, like you want something meaningful, you gotta put it into it. Yeah. Cool. So uh, on the B2B front, is there anything that um, you wish I would have asked or that you wish people asked you more often? What, what's not getting talked about with People don't believe to- that social media marketing works for B2B. Let's make it very simple. Okay. I believe that the masses do not believe that social is for B2B. I talk to B2B marketers all the time. And I think that B2B marketers need to understand that the trade show is not giving the same dividends that it did seven years ago. That the print advertising in the B2B magazine is not giving the dividends that it did seven years ago. Mm -hmm. That Google AdWords uh, continue to get more expensive and aren't giving the dividends that they did seven years ago. Yeah. And that B2B companies are in sales and not in branding and marketing. Mm-hmm. And there's amazing opportunity between podcast, YouTube, and LinkedIn right now to become a juggernaut B2B brand. And so the foundational, in addition to being prepared to create this content and being prepared to distribute it across, um, as far as cu- trying to figure out what's your voice, what's your, what's your thing, what's your hook, where, where do you encourage people to start looking for what that thing is that they're going to put out in the world? I think they if, should just... If start, they don't give keynotes, yeah. right? And I, if they, I think... Oh, you mean the, the uh, hero? Um, well, I'm just... Even the content that's going to interest people when they don't have something... Just start talking. <laughs> All right. Tell stories. Let's start yeah. with stories. Write a post on LinkedIn tomorrow, everybody who's listening, mm-hmm. about the first day of your career. Write it. Write a story tomorrow uh, titled 365 Days in a Year, 3650. Write a story called 5,119 Days, which is the story of your 17-year career yeah. in, in, in hardware sales. Yeah. Tell stories. You're like me and you can't write? Well, then audio it. Yeah. On the way home on your two-hour commute, instead of listening to my podcast or listening to music, put on the memo, put your headphones on, and talk. Put it out the next day. Uh, like People don't understand. Just do. Yeah, I think that's what spooks people the most is that they feel like, uh, and I've heard you what talk about say? this before, but I want to get it. I yeah. want to get it to this audience. Document. I don't have anything to say. My work isn't cool. It's boring. It's not. That's what people are worried about. Stories. Why I got a promotion. Hey, everybody. It's Sally. Let me tell you why I got a promotion when I was 24. I figured out then, remember, I'm 67 now. (laughs) I figured out then that the boss ultimately was going to decide if you got a promotion. And I knew that he valued hard work. So I stayed after work for an hour every day for the first two years of my career. That's why I got a promotion. Now, let me tell you the weirdest part. Let me tell you why I got a promotion four years later. Because my new boss, she actually valued soft skills. Did I get along with everybody? So I shifted and I didn't stay an hour late anymore. At that point I fell in love, I met my husband Rick. What I did though was when I was in the office, I, sh- I was friendly with everybody. The moral story is kids, yeah. know who the decision maker is. Who's the king and queen that's gonna decide about your raise? Yeah. 
and figure out what matters to them and do that. You know what matters to me? My team knows hard work. That's why we're all these the latest in the office. You know what else matters? Being nice to each other. Anybody that is on my team that leaves early and is a dick is here for a week. Right. Yep. I, I think it's great. I think it is that simple. And it is that to... simple. Everybody makes it complicated. I have empathy for that complication. Yep. That's why so few people are winning at big levels. Yep. We're here today on this podcast yep. to help break through to one person who's That's... listening who just starts yapping on their drive in between sales calls yeah. and it changes the course of their career. That's what I'm really hoping to do. Me too. So I know you're running late and you have yes. to go. I have yes. one, I want go. to digress yes. one last question. Please. I want to ask you about Hot Ones. Yes. All right, I see the bottles up here. Yes. My son Jared's behind yes. me. We watch Hot Ones all the time. And So did I show up on Hot Ones and you already knew who I was and you were stunned I oh, was yeah. on? Um, no, I knew who you were. I thought it was cool as shit that you were on. <laughs> I loved it. But you sat down and you said... I'm not going to flinch. I'm going to eat every one of these things. I'm not going to flinch. Shaq was on a week ago. He, he fell into a pile of mush at the table, and he could eat you for lunch, right? He could. So um, I'm just fascinated by how did you sit down at that table, and, and how did mind? you power through those wings that we know are deadly, carry on a coherent conversation, and not let it show? And how much pain were you actually Very in little. behind the scenes? Very little pain. You saw that number eight caught my attention. Yeah. You know, if you're really nerdy about the episode, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was 10 hot wings. Number eight caught my attention. I was concerned because it was real hot. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, if nine and 10 go up from here, because the delta from seven to eight was real, yeah. I might be in trouble. Luckily, nine and 10 were not as spicy as eight yeah. for my palate. Yeah. Uh, I was focused. And just you just put it out of your mind. There's people that get shot in yeah. wars <laughs> and then walk nine miles to make sure they don't die. The brain is underrated. Yeah. Let that be my legacy. If I can convince people how underrated the brain is, my friends, if you're listening right now and you think you can't, let me promise you, you can. Yeah, and if you need convincing, go to Hot Ones on YouTube, find Gary's episode, and watch that steel face through some of the face-melting wings that <laughs> I think would make uh, most of us cry. I gotta run to the kids. All right, man, thank hey, you, brother. thank you so much. Really I appreciate it. it, it was yeah, really fun. real fun. Thanks so much for listening. You can find all our episodes by searching The David Paul Show, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.